This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. And good afternoon to you too, sir. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing great. You know, it's just, um, it's just, it's wide open. I find myself really uh, busy nowadays, although this is one of the slowest months uh, of the year uh, for retail. It's kind of funny. We, um, you know, always see this uh, big drop off from June to July and, and that, that, that has carried forward and, and is true this year as well. But um, yeah, it's just still, still busy, man. It seems like there's a lot of activity going on. Just, um, you know, a lot of paperwork, a lot of uh, stuff going around the house and, and things of that nature. So, um, yeah, just, you know, trying to hang in, trying to hang in. What, what, what's going on with you, dude? Oh man, I am, I am, I am, I am burnt out to be honest with you. Man, like we, it's, uh, man lay, lay it on us, man. It's just me and like, you know, 10,000 of your best friends. Like what, what's going on? It's just, it's just been a long day. Like, you know, i I'm, you know, we could pull the, we've mentioned this already, but we've got kind of a new recording time, which yeah. is in the afternoon. Which is interesting because you and I, man, we are we are the yin and the yang. We are we like handle it <laughs> differently, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> and so, like you know, in the mornings you're dragging. In the mornings is typically when I'm like, you know, kicking and rolling and ready to go on fire. Although, man, lately though, like I've had these early morning meetings that have just been just destroying me. Like I used to wake up and get my breakfast, go out, sit on the back patio, drink my coffee, get my head right, get excited, yeah. dive yeah. right in. Like, you know, I am, I am, I am that annoying morning person that everyone loves to hate. Like I, I love the mornings typically, but I don't even have that kind of energy lately. So I'm, I'm dragging yeah. that. No, that, it's fair. You know, I understand it, it, it is funny. I, uh, you know, kind of, you know, have enjoyed, uh, getting together in the afternoons on, uh, on Thursday as we're recording, but yeah, it's, it's something where, uh, you know, we're just at different schedules. So I've already had, you know, three pipes today and, uh, you know, been interacting <laughs> with customers and, and all that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, just part of it. Yep. You, you're filled up and ready to go, which is good, man. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Cause we've got a, we got a fun show yeah, uh, this week. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. Cause I mean, one of the things that would normally be beneficial is, uh, you know, of, of recording a little bit later is, is justified drinking, but you know, I'm, I've been trying to fast a little bit in the midst of, uh, especially as just as, you know, in, in the local area, but I know a lot of local areas have just been hit hard, uh, in the second surge of COVID. And so, yeah. uh, aside from wanting to just kind of, you know, be, be very uh, healthy, also kind of using it as a time of, you know, just reflection and prayer whenever, yeah. uh, wanting to go to, uh, to the spirits, uh, well, for, <laughs> for it is good. Uh, you kind of think of it almost as a, as a, an extended Lenten season, you know, where that's exactly uh, right. You know, when times, uh, I don't know, you, you feel your heart drawn in a certain direction and you're like, nah, I'm just going to buckle down and, um, you know, give this to the Lord, uh, for this season. And, uh, gosh, it is so, um, so intense right now. There's plenty to be, uh, be in prayer for, but, um, yeah, you know, are, are things in Houston, like, have you been able to, uh, you know, I guess things are probably worse or at least as the same as they are here where you just can't, uh, go to restaurants, go out to eat, any of that kind of stuff. Or if you can, it's, you know, curbside and it just makes it really awkward, you know, like, um, yeah, that kind of deal. So, yeah, I mean, like definitely you can. I mean, uh, Texas has been probably more laxed, honestly, than it should have been throughout this process. But like, you know, so there, they're, you know, you can go to some restaurants. They are open and in, in limited capacities. But, you know, we certainly aren't. Uh, you know, my wife working in healthcare and everything, we 
we uh we try to be very cognizant of the fact that you know with her working with COVID patients, I'm more concerned about us giving it to people <laughs> than than getting it by being out, so to speak. So, um, but yeah, it's it's been rough. I will say this though, man, because like right before we started recording, uh, I was wishing that I could be indulging in the cocktails because you were mentioning you, you just had this like really interesting uh, cocktail experience. Yeah, that with was something kinda, with pipe tobacco. That, yeah, that's kind of neat. We had some friends, uh, you know, from out of town come in. Uh, this past weekend, and and that was a lot of fun to catch up with uh, with Jared and Brittany who live um, live in another part of the state. But um, it, it was kind of cool. We were drinking the Botanist, which we had, you and I have talked about recently. Oh yes, sir. Uh, yes, in yes, an yes. episode, it's so good, you know. And mm-hmm. I, um, you know, just it was really enjoying that, and um, you know, a really flavorful uh, gin. Um, and uh, they don't pay us to say that. We have no idea who works at the botanist. They may be terrible people. I don't know, but they make a great gym. Um, they make a good gym, though. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, it, it, but it was funny. I, I Jared, a uh, good friend of mine, uh, he went inside, and he was like, do you have a lighter? And I'm like, well, yeah, of course, I'm a tobacconist. I've got, like, you know, 18 lighters on my person at any uh, given time, and so I handed him a lighter, and then I went, you know, it, he went inside. We were sitting on the porch, and he he brought me out this old fashioned, and he he had made it old fashioned. This was really cool. He huh, had okay. burned. Uh, you're familiar with Presbyterian mixture. We've talked about it oh, before. Of course. And, you Absolutely. know, it's one of the uh, one of the um, you know better selling uh, tobaccos out there, uh, popular and and uh, you know a favorite of uh, Country Squire Radio. And um, he had taken uh, Presbyterian mixture and. And actually burned it in my house, which, you know, has its own issues, but it was was great with me. (laughs) I don't know what my (laughs) wife thought about it, but he burned it on just a a couple of probably three or four grams of it uh, on the top of a, a lid of a tin. And then in turned the um, glass uh, upside down on top of this uh, burning tobacco. It was really interesting. And he got the kind of infusion of that smoke, that smoky Presbyterian mixture was kind of infusing the, the inside of that glass. Uh, and then turned it, you know, once it had a really nice cloud of that in there, uh, kind of stabilized, he turned it upside down, um, you know, through the through the rock in there, through the simple syrup in there, and started making this cocktail. And, um, man, was it the best old-fashioned I've ever had in my life. It was so cool. Like, it, you know, he had, he had burned uh, this pipe tobacco to kind of, you know, kind of infuse the glass, and then that became a part of the flavor profile of the uh, of the drink. It was really neat. Yeah, I, I'd be interested to know if anyone else uh, has, um, you know, done something like that out there. Uh, I, I'm not, you know, big into craft cocktails. I mean, I love to drink them, but I don't, you know, particularly uh, make a lot of them at home. It's just not something I, you know, the, the craziest I'll get is, you know, making a, you know, gin and tonic, basically. But um, but it, it was really neat. He was, you know, as he was doctoring this thing up and coming up with these creative uh, recipes, some, somewhere along the line, he realized that that Presbyterian mixture made a really good old-fashioned. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. Try it out. See what you think, you know, if you're listening at home and, uh, you know, see, see what you think. I'd be interested to know, um, you know, kind of how that works for you. Man, that, that might just like open up an entire new series of squires like that. that, that that's huge. I know. This it's amazing. A... You know, I, I've never really thought people probably do this kind of stuff all the time. But I, you know, I'm just um, uh, kind of a simpleton, I guess, when it comes to, you know, how I prefer my um, my drinks, you know. And, and but, you know, for whatever reason, he thought uh, somewhere along the line about that idea. And um, I don't know. It's kind of cool. So it was, it was pretty neat. Very cool, man. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think that's definitely worth uh Giving it a try and uh, seeing what's out there. It, it does kind of remind me. I don't know if you ever saw that episode of uh, what was it, Parks and Recreation, where they they go on the bachelor parties, like yeah. the various bachelor parties. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and like they go to one place that's like this super 
like millennial, uh, you know, Gen Z esque type of club where all the alcohol is consumed in untraditional methods. So it's like they break open a candy circle and they sniff the alcohol or they get the <laughs> alcohol like rubbed into their, their hands or <laughs> infused or something of that nature. And Ron Swanson is like, uh, you know, there, there is no way to, con- you know, wrong way to consume alcohol. And then after that, he's like, this, this is the wrong way to consume This is alcohol. the wrong way, right. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway. it's like, is there a wrong way to consume pipe tobacco? I don't know. Maybe, maybe there is. I, you know, I haven't, um, I probably haven't found it yet, but. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, man, of course, uh, we, we are uh, very, very honored and uh, thrilled to be here this week because uh, we are here and, and this show, in fact, is made possible by the support of our amazing patrons. We've got some new club members, man, and some big shouts out here uh, at the top of the show. Uh, joining at the Squire level, we got Peter D. Field Sr. Uh, joining, as well as a co. Uh, I keep on wanting to say Cody, but that's not right. Koi Bado. Wow. It's our 200th member, man. Koi Bado. Oh, yeah, man. Bado is the 200th club member, man. This is, uh, this is a big milestone and very very excited about that i was even gonna make like a bidet kind of joke but then i'm like I don't, mean, he's our two, just don't get, no he's 200 that's... you can't even do that <laughs> can't even do it man that that man deserves mad uh mad props that's awesome <laughs> absolutely yeah, that's great man and, and and i see andre tessier too man joined uh he was a, a pilgrim and and bumped up to the squire level that's great that's absolutely correct, uh, Andre. Man, so. Of course, uh, man, longtime friend of the show, and um, you know, made uh, the, us those really cool uh, tampers that were, uh, you know, from the spalted wood outside of the old squire there, and um, and even sent me the uh, the pipe uh, pacifier binky that my uh, that my daughter. Right. Has, so. <laughs> that's that's exactly right. Well, uh, thanks, guys. Thank you so much for uh, for joining the uh, club and supporting the show. Uh, we cannot do it without you, and man, we've got. A fun one this week because this one we kind of queued up I think last week as we were talking about you know the the ten art and what kind of opportunities are there and um, you know the 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 way in which you know uh, pipe tobacconists and 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 folks are are presenting their pipe tobacco how how that that matters and how kind of the victory of a larger canvas means uh, you know that that opportunities abound for some some quality new po- products to be presented in quality ways. And I'm so excited, man, because we are going to talk about a quality product uh, this week. We're talking about the 50th anniversary pipe tobacco from some little shop in the middle of Mississippi called the Country Squire. <laughs> That's right, man. We're talking about our 50th anniversary pipe tobacco. And um, dude, you know, this came out earlier this year. We're uh, incredibly proud of uh, of how this uh, how this came out, and uh, you know it's funny. We just haven't really we've mentioned it around the periphery, but not really dived in uh, to it in a Squire Select or you know Tobacco Talk or anything like that. And so um, yeah, we thought this would be a good opportunity to kind of you know showcase it a little bit. Obviously, we um, you know are, are um, you know proud of it and want to get the word out about it. But um, you know we we think it really came out nicely, and uh, and I think if you try it, you'll be. Um, you know, really happy you did. But um, yeah, you know, so the Squire 50th anniversary pipe tobacco, it's a tinned tobacco, which we're uh, really fortunate to uh, to be able to to orchestrate that. And, um, you know, it's funny, you even asked me before the show, uh, you're like, did you, did you tin it in the shop? You know, is that something you, you know, created in the shop? And man, I, we don't have the capacity for that. We don't like the, uh, amount of <laughs> expertise so that goes into, yeah, it, it's, it's incredible. The amount, uh, you know, of equipment and all that stuff. I mean, you can do it. it obviously we could, we could do that. There are other shops that, that do tin their own things, but, um, you know, that's something we, 
uh, wanted to, you know, leave to, um, you know, folks that do that every day, uh, that felt a little more comfortable and, and you know, had the uh, equipment investment and all that kind of stuff. But we wanted to tend tobacco. We, we um, you know, it, this year is, is really special. There's, um, you know, the, your shop only turns 50 once and, um, you know, most tobacconists don't make it that far. And, uh, and, and so we were like, man, we want to, you know, celebrate in, in some pretty specific ways. And, um, you know, and so uh, the pipe tobacco obviously was first, uh, first among those things. Um, you know, we, we also later, uh, in the year had planned a, a cigar release, which we'll, we'll do at some point, but that, that's been delayed a little bit due to the, uh, you know, COVID, uh, emergency, but, um, but the pipe tobacco, we were actually able to get kind of in the, in the system before a lot of this stuff, uh, you know, shut down and, um, man, and it's, and it, it came out, uh, relatively early and we're very, very happy with, uh, with how it worked out, you know, and, and, and it's, so it's neat. We kind of, it's a, it's a part of our lineup that's, uh, you know, celebrating our, uh, 50 years here. There, there'll be a cigar at, at a later, uh, day, in time and then also later this year we'll have some um you know stuff that we actually blend um and package up and and weigh up here in the shop uh in a bulk capacity like we do our other uh house blends and those will debut later in the year some some cool uh you know memorial kind of stuff which will be fun so um yeah it's pretty neat man um you know it's uh it's funny it's like well you know what do you pick for your 50th anniversary tobacco, right? I mean, the, the, you know, canvas is kind of blank and you're like, well, um, you know, you, you want to honor the shop, right? You, you want to honor, uh, you know, the, the story of the shop, but you also want to, uh, create something that, um, is, you know, going to be purchased, right? That's a part of it. You know, you don't, you don't want, you know, this beautiful product that just sits on the shelf, you know, you want something that uh, folks are going <laughs> to, going to crave and talk about and be impressed with and all that, something that we work hard on and, uh, would be desirable. But, you know, also, Bo, it, you know, as the owner of a, of a shop like this, it, it's an opportunity, I, I hate to say it this way, but it's really true, it's an opportunity to just be kind of selfish. <laughs> you got to flex on them. <laughs> What's that? You got to flex on them. Well, no, it's it's more than that. It, they're different. It's just, you know, it's like, well, what kind of tobacco do you want? Well, I want what I want. I don't want what it you is. want. I don't want That's I don't right. want what uh, you know, someone else wants. I don't I don't want what's the best-selling thing out there. I don't want, you know, uh, uh this or that. I, I want what I want, you know. Is that is that old uh that old Steve Harvey uh, quote, right? Uh what was it? It was uh you may not agree, but hey, it's not your show. Yeah, no, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, your mileage may vary. It's you know, go get another show. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, all right, it's one, all right. of, one of those things where um, you know, it was a balance to strike, but I was uh, you know, eager to um to come up with uh with the tobacco um that that I enjoyed personally and something that um you know it just fit the spirit of the shop uh, old fashioned uh, tobacconist like this but but also um also something that I that I personally liked and 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 you know would have known that uh Mr. Reeves who founded the shop uh you know 50 years ago would have enjoyed too and so uh and so yeah, I that, knew that I wanted right there that's a unique challenge I would imagine for you because obviously yeah. there is the you know, there, there's the uh, the nature of you being able to to be here at this kind of historic moment, but in that, you know, the shop is the shop's older than you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like back back when they opened, you weren't even in existence. I hope I'm pretty clear about this too. But it, you know, being in an institution like this, you just kind of you kind of feel like you're just the caretaker. You know, like like I'm here. Yeah, we do this day in and day out, but I'm just kind of taking care of it for the next guy. You know. Um, hoping to leave it better than I found it kind of thing. And, 
um, you, you know, just in my own uh, ham-fisted way, you know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, you know, so that's uh, it, but you know, there's my chance to uh, to leave a little impression, and so it, while honoring the past, and 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 so we we you know did that moved in that direction. If you've listened to Country Squire Radio for a long time, you know that I, I really enjoy Virginia Periques, and that's just a uh, kind of you know in my wheelhouse. It pushes a lot of my buttons for a, a variety of reasons. I like the uh, you know complexity of flavor. I like how they age. I like the uh, spiciness, the high nicotine content, the uh, you know various you know the incredible notes that very high quality Virginias uh, you know have and 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 how they change over time and and all that kind of stuff. How they uh, you know respond under pressure and 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 with things like that. And so I, I just knew that's what I wanted to do. And um, uh, also knew that I wanted a a vacuum seal uh, European style coin coin shaped tin you know that's something I really wanted was one of those old-fashioned uh, you know gold tins we all know and love that uh, you know some of the best tobaccos in the world uh, still come in you think of the you know Escudo tin or the Balkan Sobrani tin or the um, you know you name it the Orlick tin now you know it, it just that you know vacuum seal uh, flat tin it's something that we really uh, really wanted to do and so um, yeah you know once I kind of zeroed in on the tobacco that I wanted I knew, uh, you know, almost immediately the uh, the blender I wanted to collaborate with, and that was uh, that was Sutliff. Uh, Sutliff, of course, uh, you know, an American company. Um, they make excellent uh, tin tobaccos. They're they're more known for their uh, aromatic tobaccos, actually, and most of their aromatic tobaccos come in kind of uh, these, you know, uh, Cornell and Deal style uh, cans, the the larger cans, except, you know, actually that are like Seattle Pipe Club type tins. And, uh, you know, they're larger, they do a lot more aromatics, but but dealing with Cornell or with, uh, you know, Sutliff over the years, I've, uh, I've really gotten very comfortable with the quality of their uh, unflavored leaf and and it just they, they get the they get the best they get the best and and particularly in Virginia's they get the best leaf in Virginia's they just have uh, have really high quality stuff when it comes with that and so uh, it, it lines up with my flavor you know palette very um, you know very precisely and so that was um, that was exciting I knew as soon as I you know had kind of settled on a Virginia Perique that that we wanted to partner with Sutliff on this so so, so take us, take us back. Cause this is good, right? Like you've got, you've got a vision for the product, obviously with, uh, the, uh, you know, the, the history, the history nature of wanting to celebrate the 50th. You can't just, you can't just, you know, put out another blend and call it a day. Like there, there needs to be something special yeah. here. There needs to be that, you know, additional, uh, uh, you know, additional layer of polish, that additional layer of, uh, specialness. And so, yeah, Sutliff makes uh, amazing sense based off of the product you want to make. How did you, I mean, like, what, what was that process like going to Sutliff and, and you know, did you pitch them on this or, or you know, because I, I would imagine that, you know, some, some folks out there might, uh, you know, kind of want to know what goes on behind the scenes to make yeah, uh, sure. to make a product like this happen. Well, yeah, you, you know, you um, you meet people if you're in the industry as long as I've been, I guess. And so, you know, just I had been friends with uh, Jeremy McKenna, who's the president of Sutliff, and so uh, gave him a call and kind of told him, you know, our uh, kind of pitched the idea to him. You know, it was like, um, you know, ha- you know, I, I wanted to, you know, come up with this blend that. Um, you know, it, it stacks up and compares kind of in the market in this very particular way. Um, you know, it, letting them know, like, you know, I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, Virginias out there, you know, Virginia Periques, but they tend to uh, kind of, you know, fit in more on the uh, the bright 
uh, citrusy side. You know, they tend to be more on the um, you know orangey citrus spice uh, flavor, and and the pepper is there. But you know, I wanted something that was gonna uh, you know be a little different from that, enough to stand out on the shelf. That's the thing. Again, you do have to think about well, is this stuff gonna sell? And you know, can you uh, find a tobacco out there that's enough like it that's maybe at a different price point or more available or that kind of thing? And so you have to have to really kind of dial that in. And so. Um, you know, the, the process going back and forth, there's a, a lot on the market that, you know, is kind of in that, um, again, that, uh, you know, bright leaf uh, centric uh, Virginia Perique, which, uh, you know, that lighter colored leaf with those citrusy orange notes that uh, is, is incredibly pleasing. But and, and, you know, obviously some of my favorite tobaccos are, are in that vein, but, um, you know, something different, something that had some um you know, some staying power that, uh, you know, we wanted this, you know, product, if it was, uh, you know, popular and received well to be able to, um, you know, be consumed for a long time. We wanted to, you know, continue it coming out and uh, keep it in production and that type of thing. And so far that that seems to be, um, you know, definitely the case because it's, uh, you know, it's, it's done very well. But, um, you know, so, uh, you know, just kind of going through uh, with the folks at Sutliff what, uh, would be, uh, you know, some options for uh, something that would have some complexity, be something different on the market, uh, you know, and, and something we could have fun with while still uh, trying to come up with a blend that was, you know, close to close to what we wanted and um, that would push all these buttons. And so, you know, one thing that I felt was missing on the market, uh, at least for my own flavor you know, profile was was a, a, a Virginia Perique that featured more of those, uh, you know, rich, uh, ruddy, uh, you know, Virginia leaves that, you know, kind of reminded you of opening a tin of Christmas cheer or something of mm. that nature with that mm, yeah. uh, nice, rich, vinegary flavor that, um, you know, really featured those mature uh, Virginia leaves. And so, uh, you know, I wanted to kind of go in that direction. That was something that, uh, you know, I thought would be uh, fun. We think of those, uh, you know, ver- that vinegary sweetness whenever you open those old tins of McClelland. And, um, you know, I missed that. I missed something about that being paired with Perique that, uh, you know, I think just would have been a really, um, a really wonderful thing and, and felt like that was kind of a void in the, in the market. And so uh, we kind of went down that down that rabbit hole and, um, you know, eventually, uh, you know, kind of landed in that, in that area. So, um, you know, again, Sutliff, they do a great job with their aromatic, uh, tobaccos. They have some awesome non-aromatic tobaccos, but, um, you know, they're, they're kind of more known for their aromatics and, uh, you know, just dealing with them over the years though, I've known the quality of their, uh, Virginia leaf, particularly over the past few years as they've, uh, you know, really, really focused on that kind of part of their business, uh, very concertedly. And so, uh, yeah, I just got with Jeremy to kind of talk about, uh, the process there. And we went back and forth on different recipes, sampled some different things and, um, you know, uh, talked with them about, Hey, this might need a little more of that or whatever. And, um, and, and so it was, uh, you know, kind of, uh, until we got it narrowed down into this, uh, you know, specific, uh, you know, one where we were like, all right, let's pull the trigger. And, that's the um, one right here. and so that's, wow. that's where it went. Yeah. Pretty cool. So, and so I, I gotta imagine that it's a little bit different. I mean, obviously you, you've, uh, created several blends, uh, that over the years that, um, have become, you know, favorites and go-tos for, for many pie smokers out there. I'm curious though, when you're trying to create a blend, knowing full well that it's going to like be tinned, um, 
there's, there's gotta be some flavor considerations or, or I, I gotta imagine that has some kind of influence on your process. I mean, how would you like, <laughs> this is probably, this might be the dumbest question ever, man, but how, how do you like even like test that not even knowing what it would be like after it's tinned. Does that does that make sense? It does, Bo. And I'll be really honest with you. And, and just to be very uh, frank with you and our listeners, um, we took a big gamble. We really did. We took a big gamble. And, uh, you know, this is one of those things where if you're going to produce enough tobacco to really, uh, you know, roll with this, you've got to you know, kind of put it on the line. You've got to go with, okay, I know, I know these leaves do this, you know, with these other leaves. I know that, you know, they age like this over time. You have to trust your instincts and just kind of dive in knowing that, um, you know, what you know is, uh, you know, is, is going to, going to stay to be true. You know what I mean? It's just like, well, okay, I've learned and, you know, I'm, I'm going to bet on my experience that this is going to be the case. And so, um, that's what we did, not only in the tin, but also if you'll uh, notice, we're going to talk more specifically about the blend as we, uh, review it here shortly. But, you know, this is a crumble cake tobacco. This is a tobacco that's been, uh, you know, blended and then pressed. And so the, the pressing has its own effect, obviously, on the, on the recipe. And, and once you do that, you're, you know, you're, you're committed. I mean, we, you know, you make 500, uh, tins worth of tobacco and, and you press it and man, you've, you've bought that tobacco, you know, <laughs> you're, you're all in. And so exactly. uh, you've got to kind of anticipate how is this going to, uh, you know, affect the blend after, after time under that heat and pressure and, um, you know, with a little time on it. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was really interesting. You know, we, we kind of landed on a blend and then we had to, uh, you know, I said, okay, let's, let's pull the trigger and, um, you know, the tobacco, it, that kind of amount isn't, uh, isn't free, you know, so let's, uh, let's, let's do it. And, uh, man, we pressed it and, and fortunately, um, you know, Lord willing, it came out, uh, came out really great. And so, um, yeah, just a real rich tobacco, which we'll, uh, discuss, but yeah. And, and you know, you have to know, okay, if these are going to be tins, they're going to be sitting on the shelf. They're going to, um, you know, the moisture content and heat and all that stuff is going to be variable, uh, wherever it's stored and located. So, uh, with the Virginia Perique, it, it shines with some aging, and so I thought that would be also uh, good. Uh, you know, the, the specific leaves in there that we uh, put, I think, uh, you know, stand up to that well. And so uh, this, is a, this is a tobacco that is going to really, really shine uh, after a year or two on the shelf. And, um, and, and that, that's something I wanted as well. It's, it's great out of the tin. It's great, you know, as soon as you get it kind of thing. But, uh, but having sat back for uh, even a few months after, you know, as we were kind of going through the process, um, you know, just, just a few months of, uh, of, of uh, age on it has really, uh, really done a lot. I think the sweet spot for me has been about three months uh, jarred up in a, in a mason jar. And man, has it that amount of time and just a little added oxygen outside of the, the vacuum seal tin um, has, has done it a lot of favors. So um, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Wow, man. Well, well done. No, that sounds, uh, that sounds incredible. And it's, it's cool to learn about that process because there is that uh, and I mean, I, I would imagine, like I said, this is true of a lot of tobaccos that you do. You, there's always that concept of like, you know, figuring out the age. I mean, almost like uh, folks that like put up whiskey, right? You put up whiskey for like, you know, a couple of years. And it's like, man, I hope this is a good batch. I'll find out in two years. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. That's right. I mean, you're you're kind of you're kind of committed. You know, it is a um, and it's an educated guess. It, it is a guess, but it, you know, you use again your. 
um, you know, the, the stuff you've learned over time, just about how different leaves work and uh, the effects of age and uh, all that stuff and, you know, pressure on those leaves. And you just, at the end of the day, you have to pull the trigger. And, um, you know, it, the, the folks at Sutliff were really great to work with. And so, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. All right, so let, let's actually talk about the product here because I have yeah. in my possession right now, the uh, the ten of tobacco the ten of fiftieth anniversary now this is this is interesting because you you mentioned uh, when we were talking about it last week you're like oh, I think I sent you a, a ten and you did and it's funny because I got this and I don't think you gave me a heads up about this we had talked about this before about I did this not a, yeah that's right yeah. I actually I I sent that to you uh, kind of unannounced it was a uh, it was a little a little happy <laughs> yeah no I, I was I was thrilled to get it but that's the thing we we had talked about it uh, you know on occasion that this was a project that you were working on and and um, you know it was really exciting and uh, to do something new um, but like when I got it I was like oh. Oh, okay. I guess he did it. <laughs> you know? And the funny thing is I had it on my bookshelf. Uh, and cause I knew that at some point we would talk about it and it kind of sat there until last week when it came up <laughs> like, Oh yeah. Why? We, yeah. We need to do this. Oh, um, Chrome, I got to try that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, you know, the problem with it sitting on my books bookshelf is it's never been opened, which means I've never actually spoken this yet. Yeah. Cause it's been, it's literally been like waiting for this moment that I could actually open it on air. <laughs> yeah. Crack it open. That's I'm excited, man. It's going to be neat to get your first, right. uh, first impressions there. So do you want to kind of describe what you're seeing in there and everything? And then we can talk All about right. the, the artwork and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll talk we'll talk about the the description, but then I like literally I'm going to try to hold it up to the microphone to get that when I open it up yeah. or, or whatever the sound <laughs> is. Um yeah, okay. So first of all, you know, like I said last week, I'm not going to I'm not going to hold any punches. This artwork, my friend, is gorgeous. You really took advantage of the entire canvas, which you know I'm a huge fan of. Um when you've got kind of that full-on uh, art, there's a lot of iconography going on here. Um yeah. and it it begs the question on a lot of different levels and I'm looking forward to diving in. You've got the center, uh, the Country Squire shield, which is, um, you know, reminiscent, of course, of the sign that is hung over the Country Squire for for several years. Um, of course, it says the Country Squire to backness. Uh, the 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 verbiage here, uh, the wordage here, kind to the mouth is a John Davidism. Uh, so yeah, that makes sense <laughs> that uh, that you would put that on here as well. I got to ask you about these lions though, because you've got the shield being held up by these two. Uh, golden kind of orange golden lions with two dates, uh, very significant dates. The, the ni- 1970, of course, the opening of the country squire and then 2020, uh, the year that the world ended, but also the 50th anniversary of, of the country squire. Tell me about these lions, man. What's going on with these lions? Well, you know, it, so first, actually, to, to correct something you said, I, you know, kind of the mouth, that's actually something that Mr. Reeves coined years ago. That's years right. Ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, but it has know, become he, a John Davidism. Well, you know, we, we definitely have adopted it because it, it's so true about good tobaccos is that they are kind of the mouth. And uh, he would always describe uh, some of his favorite blends that uh, didn't have tongue bite, that had, uh, you know, full flavor uh, and, and left a good room note, all these kind of things. He he describes some of these blends as kind to the mouth. And, and if he denoted a, uh, that you know, uh, you know, phrase on a tobacco, then then you know that tobacco in his mind was really good, and so uh, we wanted to put that obviously on our on our 50th anniversary tobacco. Uh, he loved Virginia Periques and he loved English blends. That was kind of uh, you know all in his wheelhouse, and so just one of those things that we wanted to put on there in in honor of him. Um, yeah, and then we have the the 1970 and 2020, obviously the years there, uh, and then the lions. They uh, they flank both sides of the shield. Um, you know, I, I knew going into this that I wanted the the tin to look regal. You know, we 
we we could have had a lot of fun doing something whimsical and um you know uh something more um you know the direction artwork is going in nowadays very minimalist or uh, apothecary you know we kind of you know, there's a lot of that nowadays right but but you know we're talking about we're talking about the squire here you know we're talking about tradition and um you know just all the the story behind it and the community and all that all that richness that's there and i, I felt like to go in more of a um more of a modernist or a, a whimsical direction would have, you know, kind of, I don't know, just not not done it justice, really. I think that has its place and is so valuable in certain uh, settings, obviously. But, um, you know, with this, we wanted to go with Regal. I wanted a gold tin. I didn't want a silver tin. I wanted a gold tin, you know, and and uh, and I wanted gold lions on it kind of thing. And so <laughs> um, so that, that was part of it. The lions uh, are in honor of Mrs. Reeves. Uh, we put the kind of the mouth there for Mr. Jim and uh, Mrs. Reeves was uh, was so proud of her Welsh heritage and and so that represents her uh, the two lions on either side of the shield there and so um, did, she, out, out of curiosity and I, I apologize for interrupting to ask this but I think it's very important did her father run like a Welshman <laughs> a well Welshman <laughs> a Welshman <laughs> he, run, he, carries himself like a Welshman. he runs like a Welshman yeah <laughs> no the the red and gold are uh, there's an iconic uh, Welsh uh, banner that has those uh, those lions alternating red and and, and gold and um, and so that those are in honor of, uh, of of Mrs. Reeves and and then the stars on the side again kind of going with this regal uh, you know uh, very um, stately kind of look we wanted something yeah kind of a quite, classic American handsome you know we did and and so the the stars uh flank the side they're 14 stars uh and the stars uh represent uh, the Reeves family, and and uh, so so Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Reeves, uh, their two daughters that both helped run the shop, and then the four grandkids that uh, that also uh, you know were part of the part of the shop, and then and then the the rest of the stars um, are actually for me and the other employees that uh, worked here at the time where this tin of tobacco came out, and so we've got a uh, we've got a star for me, we've got a star for uh, for Liz and and JD and Stephen and Carson and Caleb's. So, um, so pretty cool. Yeah. But, That's um, great. I love yeah. it. I love it that everything has a meaning to it. I love that there's a, a story, uh, behind every single choice. I think when you go this route for sure that, you know, you don't, you don't just, you don't just slap some lions on it and call it a day. I know, I know, <laughs> I know you didn't do that. So I know. I was, right. Yeah. You've got to, got to think about it. So, um, yeah, it's kind of all fun. Right. Yep. So I can finally open this up. <laughs> well, do, do you want to, before you do, do you want to read the back yeah. of it? Do you want to, um, yes, I will. Why don't, you, why don't you read that description? All right. A full body, a full bodied treat celebrating the country squire's 50th anniversary in the heart of the deep South. This blend features high grade, mature Virginia tobaccos paired with peppery St. James Perique. The mixture is then pressed and gently sliced into cakes, offering spicy and sweet notes, redolent with citrus and dark fruit. A luxurious smoking experience. Mm-hmm. Right there. Mm-hmm. That is that is John David's <laughs> gift to the world, by the way, his writing skills. All right. Can I open this, please? I just do I'm it. Dying. Okay, here we go. Man, this was uh this was sealed up tight, man. They're, y'all are keeping it fresh. Yeah, I know the folks at Sutliff, they uh man in their um in their wisdom, they uh they screwed it on tight, baby. <laughs> Wow, that room note hits you. This is good, man. All right, so ooh, look at that beautiful cake. So of course you've got the uh, you know the the uh, traditional kind of uh, 
paper wrap uh, dumpling esque uh, job. Elizabethan you, collar. <laughs> yeah, the Elizabethan co- collar. You pull that back. You've got uh, kind of the the protective. I guess the cake protect. What do you call the um, kind of the thing that rests on top of the cake? Yeah, it's just a little. Uh, it, it, the one we went with is just a small uh, black circle that just kind of sets on top of the uh, the cake to you know make sure on shipping and packaging it's not jostled. So um, yeah, just kind of keeps everything all together. Yep. This, this, I am excited about this. I, I like, for one thing, just the texture of this right away. Um, like a lot of cakes are like, I know this isn't necessarily cause it's, it's the sliced and everything, but man, this, the, this is going to be easy for me to like put into my pipe. There is a lot of times where, um, these cuts of tobaccos will, for, for me anyway, I've had just the worst time getting them the right way. There's a way in which this is like, like falling apart in my hands, that I that lets me know I do not have to be intimidated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, man I, I, this is gorgeous. Yeah, really, really happy with how it came out. So this is a crumble cake. It's a it's a blend of tobaccos that is then uh, put under quite amount of uh, pressure for uh, about a month and then and then sliced into cakes. And so uh, we've got two little pallets of. Uh, of leaf here in two little cakes that uh, you know make up the tin and um, and and the nice thing about it is this is a very easy uh, tobacco to prepare you know it it really is it crumbles apart very nicely uh, see that's the, the thing hand. for me that has not been the case and I mean other other pipe tobacco or other pipe smokers may 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 vary some people may you know like crumble cakes and it works yeah, well for them yeah but I've just had the worst luck with it but like even just right now on my hands yeah I probably am not supposed to be like prepping all of that. <laughs> No, it's you can't. Like, Some people have cracked it open and just done kind of the whole tin that way. Yeah, it's really. I'm, I'm kind of um, doing that right now, man. That, really this is, nice. This is beautiful. Well, when you make a crumble cake, you know, moisture is incredibly important because if you mm-hmm. if you put if you put too little in in there, then it it winds up being very difficult to tear apart and. Um, you know, and, and, there, and then if you put too much, uh, you know, moisture, it really becomes kind of a sludgy, uh, you know, it, I don't even want to use the correct words to describe it because it's gross, but it, you know, it's just <laughs> kind of a, kind of a sludginess uh, going on there that yeah, imagine um, a lump of tobacco with a high moisture. Con- I mean, like, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just, I don't know. There's, there's, uh, you know, things that you could call it, but, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's just kind of gets messy. It doesn't burn right and all this kind of stuff and so uh, there is a you know real fine line you have to draw uh, there as you're you know creating this this type of blend and I, I think I think we nailed it I, and I think the folks at uh, you know at, at Sutliff did a really good job so big time how I mean like that that I, I'm, I'm just kind of blown away man because like the moisture content here seems like like exactly at that perfect level um just with the texture of it is that how do you is that is that on you is that on them oh how, that's how that? on that's on them man all all credit goes to the folks at uh Sutliff who've been doing this kind of stuff for you know a long time and uh and and have a you know have a lot of experience with it have uh you know done a lot of trial and error and uh had some successes had some, made some mistakes and they know what they're doing you know and so um just really did a good job but um well i you know i got to tell you man i'm i'm excited to actually uh, uh, smoke this uh, later on. Can't do it on the show, but I am curious. Does it taste like raisins? It does not. <laughs> <laughs> you would have loved that, right? Um, no, you know it. Um, this, this is a it's a complex blend. So when you open the tin, uh, you're met immediately with that. 
uh, you know, nice uh, uh, kind of uh, pungent smell. There's uh, spice and nutmeg and, and vinegar, uh, which is really, uh, really, uh, you know, it evokes those, uh, you know, some of our favorite tobaccos over the past 50 years that uh, that we love. Um, and, uh, and, and the moisture, uh, again, just, you know, just, just right, which we're really, you know, thankful for that. Um, you know, it, it, this is a, a, a good blend to prepare. It's, uh, it's the preparation on it is, uh, you know, relatively easy. As you said, the crumble cake has uh, just the right amount of moisture and uh, and tears apart really nicely um in loading this tobacco, you load it. Uh, I, I load it typically in uh, the way I normally do, just a three-step method, and uh, it packs very nicely in a pipe. I um, I tend to more recently smoke uh, blends like this in uh, you know kind of uh, prince-shaped pipes or uh, you know kind of short, wide bowls, uh, and so this this does really well in, in that. I, I've got a uh, my favorite pipe to smoke this in actually is uh, a pipe I, I don't know if I've mentioned before, but uh, Jared Coles. Uh, famous pipe maker, great great guy out of California. Uh, he made this uh, pipe. I've got it's a it's like an apple, an elongated apple, um, but it has a teardrop uh, shank on it. Just a really handsome pipe with a beautiful sandblast and um, kind of kind of a velvety sandblast. It's really uh, really pretty. But it, it's got kind of a it's an apple, but it's kind of has this squatty uh, bowl that's a, a little wide and easy to look down into, and so it, it smokes this particular tobacco very well. And uh, you know, and getting it lit uh, is is great. I, I have noticed, you know, even even though I think the moisture content on this came out great, um, you know, letting it sit for a little while, um, you know, has has done it some favors. And uh, and again, I think I mentioned earlier, um, you know, this tobacco in a in a mason jar, you know, sitting up for um, maybe three three to four five months, something like that. Um, man, it 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 does well. It does really really well. And I and I think uh, you know opening a tin of it uh, fresh, you know, from the manufacturer that we we actually just we've sold so much of it that we uh, just got some more in. And so um, you know I, I opened up uh, some of the fresh batch and have compared it to uh, you know stuff that that I've been sitting on smoking through and, and different things. And uh, man, just really really happy with how it's aged. So um, yeah, easy to easy to light. Uh, you know, it stays lit once you get it lit and um you know uh, burns to a, a really fine powder um you know th- this virginia's again you, it, this is a sipping tobacco it's a, a tobacco where you'll want to uh you know take your time not hot box it too much and um you know give it a little a little room to do its thing and to bake at a at the proper speed uh in your in your uh, bowl um i think that's really important with virginia's to let the sugars kind of uh, work slowly to do their thing to so they marry up um, you know not too fast but you know once you do that it burns cool it's got a nice spice to it it starts out uh, kind of pungent and uh, and 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 strong you do have some of those uh, you know kind of uh, citrusy notes but they kind of you know back off pretty quick to the more um, you know velvety uh, we think of rich tones you know that plum flavor uh, that kind of goes with the more mature Virginias and um, and the Perique is very bright it's very sweet and kind of spicy um, you know it, it really does a does a good job there but what, what I like about this tobacco I think the most is as you go through the bowl it changes dramatically um, you know you, you get kind of into the bowl and it starts 
uh, it, it starts mellowing, but it also gets spicy. It gets real spicy and peppery, lots of black pepper and, um, you know, the more mulled, you know, stewed fruits and things of that nature. You almost think of like a mulled wine or, uh, you know, rich Cabernet or something. It kind of leaves you with mm. that, uh, that rich uh, richness with a... Uh, a little uh, tannin to it, you know, leaves your mouth kind of dry. It's kind of kind of nice, and um, and that that perique really transforms from a, a kind of a you know you think of like a Carolina barbecue sauce. It's more uh, kind of vinegar based and and you know a little semi sweet, and then it kind of transforms into this like a black pepper you know uh, you know seared. Uh, seared steak you know it's kind of kind of fun something real rich and peppery and um yeah it's it's uh it 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 does well it does well uh you know if you can keep it lit uh you know throughout the bowl without having to relight it too often and um and and i think experienced smokers will you know have no trouble with that so um, all right so your goal i mean like obviously aside from just kind of you know the desire to make a pipe tobacco that you know, you would want to smoke and one that, you know, your, your predecessors would be proud of. Um, sounds like you're taking people on a little bit of a flavored journey. We're trying, this, uh, we're trying. Yeah. <laughs> I think we, I think we, um, you know, we're proud of it, obviously. And, uh, you know, just really thankful to the folks at Sutliff for, um, you know, you know, partnering with us and, uh, you know, being willing to work with, uh, you know, a very, uh, a very particular tobacconist to, uh, you know, try to get it right. And so, um, man, it, I hope, hope folks, uh, smoke it, hope they enjoy it. And, um, man, I hope, um, hope it becomes part of your rotation. All right, man. So pick it, pick up some, uh, some, uh, 50 anniversary from the country squire. And, you know, if you're going to, you, you want to make sure that you are get going on this flavor journey in the best possible way. That's by getting all of the <laughs> different things, the textures that the tobacconist himself has described. And you can only do that by knowing that you've got a good quality pipe, like a great quality pipe from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. That is right, man. Missouri Meerschaum pipes smoke clean and sweet. And of course, you get the taste of the tobacco itself uh, from that clean cob. And so, um, man, I've, I've really enjoyed it, smoking it out of my Shire Cobbett corn cob pipe. Mm. Um, it's a great pipe. It kind of reminds me of this, uh, you know, this Jared Cole's pipe that I'm smoking because it does have a, kind of a squat uh, you know, apple acorn shaped bowl. It's it's got a gentle curve, so you can kind of see down in there. And of course, uh, who doesn't like a, a longer pipe that has that stem that just cools the smoke down just a little bit more? And so, a uh, very pleasant pipe to smoke. Uh, not a huge bowl, just medium sized, and it's uh, it's just right for a tobacco that's this strong. So, um, an acorn shaped bowl. Uh, Pleasing to behold and pleasing to uh, palm in your hand. Uh, like all the pipes in the Cobbett collection, the bowl has a dark stain added to the coating, uh, a genuine hardwood, hardwood insert in the bottom, and a wide nickel band on the shank. So uh, really, really pretty. You can get it from the source uh, at corncobpipe.com. Uh, check it out. And, of course, uh, we love the folks at Missouri Meerschaum and appreciate them for sponsoring us. Man, you know, it's interesting. I actually uh, just showed the kids uh, the Lord of the, the Fellowship of the Ring yeah. uh, for yeah, yeah. the first time this uh so over the over the weekend, so, um, which is which is interesting because it's a great great uh, great film, and you know the kids are kind of young, but I thought the Fellowship of the Ring would be pretty good, and and for the most part it is, uh, and then I forgot about the part at the very end where like the Urukai, uh, you know, gets his arm cut off, and then like gets stabbed in the chest, and then grabs <laughs> the sword and pushes himself into the sword, and then they cut off his head, and I was like, oh yeah, you know what. That, 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 yeah, I forgot about that, that part. Yeah. <laughs> might have been a little much for a five-year-old. That was that, that, that was on me. That's on Daddy. That's funny. Oh man. Well, you know, I, I, if if they were going to watch it with anybody, they they watched it with the right guy. 
Quick Fire with the Squire. All right, man. So we got uh, some great quick fire questions. <laughs> These are escaping a bad day. I'm not going to say who wrote them, but somebody who was having a bad Ooh. day. Uh, all right. Here are we go. Okay. Read a book or watch TV? Um, I, I, if you're escaping a bad day, I'm going to read a book. And the reason I'm going to read a book is because I read in bed a lot. And, and when you read in bed, you kind of gently drift to sleep while you're reading, if you're me. And so um, <laughs> that gives you uh, the opportunity to, uh, to read and, and, uh, and take a nap. And then when you take a nap, you just kind of check out. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, I, I, do, I, I do enjoy reading. Um, although I have found that like watching TV, I know it's not like the healthiest, the, the healthiest thing Way to, to do, zone but, out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's just kind of like instant gratification with your escapism. Uh, so I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, all right. Go for a walk or take a nap. Take a nap. 10 times out of 10. <laughs> You're like the nap king, man. You, I am, you are, man. You are nap king Cole, man. That's who you are. <laughs> nap king Cole. That's terrible. Yes, sir. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm go for a walk. I like to get out in nature, um, and uh, you know, even even if it's a little cold or a little warm, I find that uh, some good, especially because I end up in like barricaded in my office with like just screens and editing yeah. and, and just digital content. I like to I like to get out and get out into the world a little bit. So I'm I'm more of a go for a walk. Uh, cook or yard work. I'm gonna go with cook. I'm not good really at either of these things. I used to be more into yard work and. Uh, gardening and that type of thing, but uh, have kind of fallen out the past few years. And so, um, you know, I, I don't know, getting creative and, and, you know, maybe going to the store, buying some fun ingredients and uh, gift, getting after it in the kitchen. I, I think that sounds like fun. I'll go with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm much more of a cook as well. Like, I'll, I'll like find recipes that I'm like, well, what's what's something crazy? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what's I mean, pr- probably not crazy for other people, but I'll be like, lamb, let me let me cook lamb. I, like, <laughs> that's, a, that's a thing. That's a thing people do. Actually, man, I just uh, put up some um, uh, overnight. I, I cured some salmon. You know what that is? Salmon? Do I know what salmon is? No, 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 no. The curing. <laughs> I, 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 I would imagine you know what salmon. I, is. I do. But, but you, you, I, I do. How, yeah. how did you cure the salmon? With the salt and the sugar and the water, and you just put the raw salmon in there. It's thin sliced, and you leave it in for a couple minutes. You put it out, and you put it in the fridge overnight. And then tonight, I'm just going to eat some raw fish and pray I did it right. Wow, man, good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, let let us know yeah. if you make it. You know what it's like on the other side. Well, yeah. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and if I'm dead, then you'll yeah. know. Uh, eat, and then finally, eat versus drink. I'm going to go with eat. You know, escaping a bad day. I, I've learned about myself. Um, to not get in trouble, it's wise that I don't drink when I'm sad. And so, uh, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to eat. Yeah. That's, that's smart. Um, <laughs> yeah, I probably, I'm probably more drink. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, mostly because in terms of like vices, eating is like more of what will pull me down. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. At one point, even during the course of the show, I was technically morbidly obese, um, just in terms of like my weight limit, which is crazy because I'm a short guy. And when you're short, you can get obese a lot quicker quick. than some bigger folks yeah. can. <laughs> yeah. And I remember like when the, I remember when my doctor told me that I was like, really? I, really? <laughs> like, she's like, yeah, look at the math. I'm like, okay. All right. And so I lost a bunch of weight and I kept most of it off. And I've, you know, I, I have to, 
I really, I really fight, <laughs> fight the food from that. Yeah, standpoint. no, that's great. That's great. Well, you know, go, um, go, go, go drink your, uh, drink your gin and drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And you know what? I actually, I did have one more in here that I want to throw in. Write, write out your thoughts and feelings or find someone to talk to. Uh, man, I, you know, I, I am a pensive kind of loner when it comes to some of these type of things, but I will say, uh, finding someone to talk to, man, when you're having a bad day, um, it, nothing, nothing beats that than, uh, than one of your safest friends who, um, you know, you can share, uh, the deepest part of your heart with, and they'll still be there on the other side. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's my go-to. Absolutely. Same way. I do find that writing thoughts and feelings down is a cathartic experience, but I typically only do that under the most extreme of circumstances. Yeah, no, there is, man. That that is true. You know, sitting there, I have uh, belted out some of the most powerful uh, things I've ever written, um, you know, while smoking my pipe and being in that that kind of place and uh, and just just, you know, hammering it out with my uh, with one of my favorite pens and a in a in a journal, um, but uh, yeah, when when things are in li- really in the dumps, I'm gonna I'm gonna call a buddy. That's the way to do it. Uh, all right, there you go. Quick fire questions mm-hmm. for this week. Hey, if you've got some quick fire questions for us, send them into the show. Show at countrysquireradio.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listener feedback. All right. So- this is great. We got some listener feedback. I bumped up one of them to like the top of the list because you send it in and you're like, ah, we got we got to do this one for sure. Uh, let's go with this first one, though. This one's coming in from Ryan Tulloch, who said, uh, hey, Bo and John David, recently started a new job that allows or rather forces me to stay in my car for hours on end. I've always enjoyed the best podcast on pipes and pipe tobacco to be found, but now I have plenty of time devoted to it. I've steadily worked my way through at, uh, the last three years worth of content and I'm working my way ever backwards toward the dreaded quote first hundred episodes when ref- when refinement <laughs> when refinement and polish flee. Yes, yes, that is accurate. Uh, anyways, thanks guys for the laughs and the cringes. Here's looking at you, Bo. And most of all, the sense of community and friendship that you guys foster over the <laughs> again, that is Ryan Tulloch. Ryan, buddy. Um, listen, you can't OD on country squire radio. Okay. Like this is, it, it is not healthy. You know, we were just talking about eating and drinking and what, you know, you don't want to overdo it on country squire radio. We will melt your brain and not in like a fun, Ryan, I don't know where you're weird, from, but if you start saying y'all just, just, drug just put situation. it down for I'm saying like, yeah. this is bad, man. Don't, don't do that. Right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's a that's good, right. that's the tell right there. That's a good one, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm glad. So I'm precious, glad that the cringe is appreciated. It really made my day when we got it. Um, uh, JP writes. I we just really appreciate the that, man. All right, this next one's coming in from JP. You want to take this one, JP? Uh, while fly fishing, uh, downloaded a few podcasts and made it over to your website. Read up on your Middle Earth tobaccos and ordered a few of the aromatics along with some Baker Street. Uh, Holmes likely the reason I took up the pipe to begin with some 25 years ago. Uh, my treasures arrived a day early, always a wonderful thing, and just after that I was informed that I would be receiving a substantial pay cut due to the COVID business downturn. So, so JP got his tobacco and then, and then got the bad news of, uh, of, a, of a job downturn that is affecting his pay negatively. Um, and he goes on to write, uh, I sulked and prayed, put together a few spreadsheets and budgets, uh, as us old geeks will do. Uh, I thanked God that I still have a job, still employed, uh, smoke with my 
wife and told her not to spoke spoke with my wife and told her not to worry. Uh, check the bank accounts and what I have in retirement. Spruced up the old resume and sent out a few emails and then. I smoked. I took the Baker Street, a crown uh, royal on the rocks, and a not-so-oily black clay uh, on the back porch and um, uh, disappeared into a lovely gray fog of introspection and thankfulness. Uh, and he, he lists uh, things he's thankful for. I don't have cancer. Uh, my wife and kids are healthy and happy. My wife believes in me. Uh, we have a faith and love to spare. Um, and God is a master chess player, and I know that he has something uh, good cooking for us. I took up the long-stemmed white clay, uh, loaded it with old Toby. Uh, JP's a, a clay pipe smoker, likes clay pipes. Loaded it with old Toby and continued uh, and counted the many blessings I have in my life. Uh, admittedly, I was far too consumed with other matters to contemplate the intricacies of either blend, uh, except I might better pair the Baker Street with a rye whiskey next time, or at least something with a bit of pepper. Uh, the old Toby and the crown seemed well matched. Perhaps in time I will write a proper review of your blends on your website. Uh, all that to say thank you. Uh, thank you for providing a comfort smoke for a disconcerted soul. Uh, your product is first rate, and you could not have come at a better time most sincerely jp jp i you know thank you for um writing in thank you um you know for uh letting us you know be a part of your experience in the middle of um you know a very very difficult time and um and i'm just so thankful that um you know you have the attitude you do it sounds like your head's in the right place and and your heart is too and um man we're just uh just thankful and and you know very very honored to be a part of your journey that's absolutely right, man. Now I love the uh, you know the notion of God as a, a chess player. You know, I was I, I always kind of see God as a storyteller, <laughs> and um, and I think that kind of speaks to that as well. And then yeah, I have a friend who's an engineer up. who thinks of God as yeah, an engineer, that's right. uh, which you know I think there's there 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 is an aspect of truth in that, right? Like I think that that's absolutely true. Um, so yeah, so ab absolutely, man. Um, glad that we've been able to kind of provide you with a little bit of, uh, comfort and, uh, escapism and a little bit of also just kind of relaxing. Um, there's, there's something that sitting back with a good pipe, um, can give you some peace of mind as you contemplate the uh, powerful stuff, next yep, moves. And cool. then also just the moves <laughs> that are out of your hands. So, um, yeah, man, that's a, that's a special one. That, that's definitely a special one. Absolutely. Well, man, I gotta, I gotta, you know, tip my hat to you. We get, we got a chance to talk about a, a great pipe tobacco, a great tin tobacco. And, you know, I, I think back to the earliest days of country squire radio, when we first introduced like the tobacco talks and how we would always do a, uh, or at least in the early days, we would always choose a loose tobacco <laughs> from the country squire and a tin tobacco from somewhere else. Cause y'all didn't tin tobacco, not cause you didn't want to, but cause you couldn't <laughs> like, that was not something that was in, in, in the realm of possibilities at the time. And man, here we are now at the 50th anniversary, and I am sitting here holding the Country Squire Tin Tobacco, a John David original blend. And man, I just want you to know I'm so proud of you, and I, I think it's so awesome that we get the chance to uh, to celebrate not just the 50th anniversary of the Country Squire, man, but just this accomplishment for you. And so I, I just, um, yeah, my, like I said, I tip my hat to you, and uh, very well, proud thank of you, man. man. We obviously, um, that's very, very gracious, but you know, as we... Um, know and want to point out, you know, we're, we're built on the shoulders of uh, so many people that have come before us and we're, we're just uh, incredibly thankful. Yep. Absolutely. Well, hey, uh, keep up with us throughout the week. You can follow us on uh, Twitter at Squire Radio. You can follow me. I'm at The Real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. All that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. 
And uh, yeah, there you go. That's uh, Dude, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I'm about to go smoke another bowl of uh of this stuff and. Uh, man, just uh, go go hit it. It's about time for me to get leave the shop and go home and see my family and uh, put my feet up. Yeah, I'm about to go feed raw fish to my family and figure out whether or not we all die. So <laughs> whether or not there's a show next week, that'll be why. <laughs> I know. Good thing your wife's a doctor, right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> all right, man. Let's go have a day. See you, brother. <laughs>